Hey, everybody. Welcome to You Were Born for This Podcast with Father John Ricardo, Mary Guilfoyle. We're a couple of missionaries at Acts 29. This is the podcast where we talk about the Word of God and how it can bring transformation and renewal to every area of our lives. Mary, go blue! I was going to tell you, Father John, I've changed the title of today's podcast to go blue. Yeah, it's actually not, but we are a little excited about a little football game that's going on later tonight. We sure are. Yeah, we sure are. It's nice to have distractions, isn't it? Yeah. What is our... Our uh, topic today, I'm very excited to have the conversation that we're going to have. I am too, Father John. So today's topic is the art of listening. The art of listening. All right. I love that. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, Father, we just uh, come before you right now with grateful hearts. As we're still in the beginning of this new year, we thank you for the season that we are just coming out of for the celebration of your son's birth, all that he's accomplished for us, for his manifestation, as savior of not just one peoples, but all peoples, for he is the one who has defeated sin and death and Satan. We lift up before you all the many in the world today who are crying out for help, those that we're aware of and those that are known only to you. We thank you that you always hear us. We ask for your Holy Spirit to bless and guide our conversation right now, that it would be encouraging and edifying to all those who hear. And we ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. You, you know, I know you were titling this The Art of Listening. We might also subtitle it something like The Single Best Habit You Can Acquire. At least that's how I tend to think of what it is that we're going to talk about. It's going to flow right out of this first reading that we're going to have right now, which I'm going to ask you to break open yeah, for I'd us. I love you, Father John. So it comes from 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 3 through 10, and then verse 19. Samuel was sleeping in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. The Lord called to Samuel, who answered, Here I am. Samuel ran to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. I did not call you, Eli said. Go back to sleep. So he went back to sleep. Again the Lord called Samuel, who rose and went to Eli. Here I am, he said. You called me. But Eli answered, I did not call you my son. Go back to sleep. At that time, Samuel was not familiar with the Lord because the Lord had not revealed anything to him as yet. The Lord called Samuel again for the third time. Getting up and going to Eli, he said, Here I am. You called me. Then Eli understood that the Lord was calling the youth. So he said to Samuel, go to sleep, and if you are called, reply. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. When Samuel went to sleep in his place, the Lord came and revealed his presence, calling out as before, Samuel, Samuel. Samuel answered, speak, for your servant is listening. Samuel grew up. And the Lord was with him, not permitting any word of his to be without effect. Thank you, thank you. I, I, uh, I'm excited for this conversation because 
the, the line that just screams at me from this reading is, at that time, Samuel was not familiar with the Lord. And I'm thinking immediately of um, a journal entry from Flannery O'Connor. Some of us might know Flannery O'Connor. She was a Catholic author in the 20th century, very widely read, and wrote lots of letters as well as works of uh, fiction. But they found her journal some years back, and I remember there was a journal entry uh, one day, and, and the, the whole entry was simply this. Won't somebody please teach me how to pray? And that's what we want to talk about. That is the single best habit that we can acquire. And, and the reason why I think this is so important to talk about, prayer is something that is not intuitive. And I think especially as Catholics, we can oftentimes feel, well, I can't ask you know, whatever the question might be, because I should know that. And I don't think people should know an awful lot. Like we don't talk about praying anywhere near enough. We talk a lot about saying prayers. We we, we were taught certain prayers, but and it's a big, a big difference, difference between, yeah, between saying a prayer and praying, right? I remember John Paul talked about how the parish is supposed to be a school of prayer. And I'm not sure that it is for for most places, and, and the home is supposed to be a school of prayer. And, and what's exciting to me is I want to talk to you about your prayer life because oftentimes people are reading things on prayer from priests or from religious, but the people who are reading them are married men and married women or single men and single women, and you know, like they don't live like I live with a tabernacle in my house. And so I want to, I want to talk to you about your prayer life, because even as we were praying, you and I and Steve, we've known each other now for almost 28 years. And I first met you in the back of a church. And I didn't talk to you for weeks or months. I just knew you prayed in the same area where I prayed. And I began my day every morning with a, an hour of adoration. And so did you. And I don't think there is anything that unites people as closely together as coming in front of Jesus together. One of the best friends that I have, I shouldn't say it that way, one of the guys I'm closest to in my life, even to this day, is a guy who I haven't talked to but maybe five, six times since I was ordained 27 years ago. But I still feel as close to him as I do because he was a seminarian with me he was three years behind me, and every day we made our holy hour at the same time in the chapel. And it's it was almost like God just knit our hearts together in friendship. And it, that's what changes lives, right? And so that's what I first saw about you. And you have so much, I think, to share with uh, with us and with especially with lay people, not just with lay people, but perhaps especially with lay people can about I, how to pray. Can I share something with you? I had totally forgotten about that. Um, because I remember someone asking me 28 years ago now, would you like to meet Father John? And I said, no, thank you. <laughs> I'm very quiet. <laughs> That's a common response. No, no I, I, I'm very quiet. I'm an, more of an introverted personality, uh, maybe more than a little bit shy. And I'm thinking, no, thank you. I'll, you know, I'll meet him at some point, but I didn't really want a formal introduction. And um, because that's where I prayed, one of the first 
encounters, Father John, I remember with you, I don't know if you'll remember this or not, but you approached me at one point and you said, why do you pray like that? Because I had a particular posture. I'm going to show it to you right now. Our friends can't see this. And it was just always, I had a particular Head in hand. Yeah, my head was in my hand. Yep. And it's and I and I thought, oh my gosh, is this priest critiquing my prayer? Like, am How I dare praying? You like, pray I'm, like no, that. no, am I praying wrong? But I think what I was trying to communicate, I think I said something to you, like I'm trying to get close to the Lord. Mm-hmm. I was just trying to like draw myself, my my body in in such a way, and to just get into this place, even bodily, where I could just meet the Lord. I don't know if that makes sense. Do you remember that? Oh, totally. And and, and I think I probably asked it because I pray often in, in a similar kind of posture for whatever reason. So so let me do this because I, I want to picture us having a conversation with people who are like Samuel. So in other words, there are, I, I presume everybody who listens to a podcast like this um, prays to some degree, Right. But, but I think almost all of us want to pray more, more fruitfully, better, quote unquote, for whatever that's worth. I mean, like I'm consistently asking the Holy Spirit, teach me how to pray. I don't know how to pray. So I want to picture, I want to have a conversation as if Samuel's at the table and he's not yet familiar with the Lord. And I think all of us are still con- constantly saying something to the effect of, Lord, I want to hear you better. Like, teach me how to hear your voice. So I know at this point in your life as a disciple, you have acquired lots of really significant habits. But let's imagine somebody's here who who says prayers, right? So they love the Lord, but they want more. They haven't yet acquired the habit of really learning how to listen to the Lord, to hear him. What would you say to somebody like that, much like someone did for you when you were a a new disciple, what can I do to get into a better rhythm every day to listen to the Lord? Okay, so um, I think it might be helpful. So if I'm sitting here with Samuel, I think I I would start to tell him my own story, Mm -hmm. Father John. So I was born and raised Catholic. I was very, never missed mass, went to regular confession, didn't have a personal friendship with the Lord. I think what do you that, mean I think by that? That's really People important. use that expression all the time. What, what do you mean by that? So I think I was- You cold. didn't know him? So I knew of him. Yeah. I did not know it was possible to know him, to have an ongoing daily relationship yeah, with him. A friendship. To, yeah, to, yeah, a friendship. To, to, to have my my entire life reoriented towards this person, yeah. not this Catholic faith, which is great and glorious. And I was thanking God the other day in prayer for my mom and dad who are now with the Lord. And I thanked them for having me baptized and raising me in the faith. So I was born and raised Catholic, but didn't have that friendship with the Lord and, until I went to college. But prior to that, I would tell Samuel I had said prayers. I don't even think I prayed prayers. Like you I said prayers. I said prayers, right. and so um, I've I, I've shared this story th- with you in the past. The stars in my life were, um, in a particular way, my grandmother and my grandfather. 
I, I think they were saints. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother taught me to pray. So she taught me to pray this traditional prayer called the morning offering. We can talk about that later on if you like. But I would pray the morning offering and I would pray my guardian angel prayer that my mom and dad taught me when I was just a little one. And I would go to Mass and I would pray a Hail Mary. I wasn't even praying my rosary really at that time. Mm -hmm. So I was familiar with the concept of prayers but not praying. Go ahead. You have questions? So so let me just stop real quick. So there's, I don't want to uh, I don't want anybody to get the wrong idea. There's nothing wrong with that. Like that's how we learn. Like somebody has to teach me, you know, like the disciples go to Jesus and go, can you teach us how to pray? So um, less than anybody think saying prayers is somehow something bad. I'm not communicating that at all, but there's something more. So we, we get into, it's almost like when you're, a, you know, as a mom, you're, you, you were teaching your daughter how to talk. You're teaching her words. And then sooner or later, she can put things together for herself, right? Prayer is, is like that, isn't it? Yeah, it is, Father John. And you mentioned, I am thinking about the, the disciples who were following Jesus. And they didn't ask Jesus to teach them how to walk on water. They asked him, teach us to pray. Why? Because they had witnessed him praying in a particular way. And that's really attractive when you witness someone else in prayer, you will. You've talked often about having been um, in the private chapel of now Saint John Paul II and witnessing his prayer and and how beautiful and transformative that was for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and to your point about um, not not beating ourselves up for saying prayers, it was a great foundation for me to build on. Yeah. But once I once I came across some friends of mine. When I was in college, I was um, a late freshman and encountered some beautiful Christian athletes, and they helped bring me to an encounter, a deep personal encounter with the Lord, and everything everything changed, and it happened by way of a gospel passage from Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And in that moment, like something just crazy dramatic happened in my life. And so as they started to disciple me through the months, they were trying to, they were telling me how important it was to get up in the morning, to give that first hour to the Lord and to start reading scripture. Mm -hmm. Father John, I didn't even have a Bible. Mm -hmm. And I remember I'd gone to confession and I was going to confession regularly when I was in college. And I had told my confessor that I'd been invited to a Bible study and goes, Oh, be very, very careful. Like, 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 be careful how you approach the word of God. Make sure that you're being formed well by those that you're meeting with. I hadn't even had a Bible. I didn't even have a Bible. So I went out and I bought a Bible and I would get up in the morning at 6 a.m., sit in the living room in my sorority house where I was, and I would make the sign of the cross. I would pray my rote prayers that I had learned growing up as a kid and I would open up the word of God and I said, oh my gosh, Lord, I have no idea how to pray. Mm-hmm. And so over time, one of my dear girlfriends just sat with me and walked with me. And I would say if if Samuel were here, I would say maybe it's just three simple things, which is really what I did. It sounds mm-hmm. really silly. I simply showed up. That That's just like bringing our presence before the Lord. He's just grateful that you've come 
Because it's his invitation anyway, right? So when you say show up, do you mean you didn't go, like drive down to the chapel? You just showed up, in your case, in the living room. In the living room. Because I think that's room. what's so helpful right now yeah. like for a lay person. Like, show, show up where? Show like, up in prayer with my hair in a ponytail, with my sweats <laughs> on, with my sweatshirt on, hair in a ponytail, and a cup of coffee. And I'm showing up. And I'm here saying, I am, Lord. I was like, here I am. It's exactly like, here yep. I am. Yep. I don't know what I'm doing. But this is your invitation, and this. Is, so after I've encountered the Lord, the next thing we want to know is like, how do I continue to grow this encounter with the Lord? And so maybe it's as simple as this, Father John. It's it's showing up. Mm-hmm. I was going to say shut up, because because we're talking about listening, right? Right. Like I'm trying to listen, but showing up. So showing up with their presence, being still, and looking up, and then asking the Holy Spirit, who already dwells deeply within us. Will you just please show me how it is to do what it is I want to do, and I just want to get to know you yeah. better. So I'll, I'll just kind of leave that there. Yeah, I love that. So, so in other words, so I so clearly there's some differences praying in front of the Eucharist. I mean, that's an extraordinary grace, but not everybody can get there every day. Many places we're able to do adoration and whatnot, but it's okay to like find a favorite place in your house where you can go pray, right? Absolutely, and then. Uh, I, I love the shut up because I think we're we're talking especially about listening to the Lord, and I think that's the part that we struggle the most with. Like even now, I'm, I'm I've had this habit of praying the way I pray for forty years, I think, and even now I do most of the talking when I'm praying, and and the Lord often says to me those two words, John, shut up, <laughs> just shut up. I'm trying to talk. I like see him waving his hands at me. Hello, like. Don't you want to talk to me? And I think most people don't know how to hear him for lots of reasons. One, our lives are so noisy. They're so frenetic. And so f- silence is uncomfortable for us, right? And then two, we're, not, we're just not sure what his voice sounds like. And, and I always encourage people, but Jesus said, you know, my sheep hear me and they know my voice. So I just say to the Lord, like, Lord, I'm just asking you to do what you promised. You said I was going to know your voice. Here I am. Like I'm a sheep. Talk to me. Help me to hear you. I don't know you the way I want to know you. Right. And so, so so shutting up is for that purpose. Right. Mm -hmm. Let me, let me, let me push you a little bit on scripture. So, because that's, I often say to people, I don't know if you think the same way, but some people say, like, I never hear the Lord when I go to pray. And I say, well, if you read Scripture, you'll always hear him because Scripture is God talking to us. He talks in lots of other ways as well, but Scripture is always him talking to us. How is it that you approach the Word of God in your daily prayer routine? Mm-hmm. Like, how do how do you hear him in Scripture like, do you just read forever, or do you actually, because I've heard you talk about this, you, you use the image of food sometimes, like the Lord putting food in front of you, and, you know, you don't just keep cramming food in your mouth. At a certain point, you stop and you chew. Does does that an analogy help? Is is that how you approach Scripture, too? Like, you're putting something in, yeah, yeah, that's... listening, and then going on? Well, I, I, I think, so... To answer your first question, I pray I pray every day with um, the Office of Readings. That's from the Liturgy of the Hours, and we, and we can explain that here in a minute. And the daily readings for the day. So, so 
I was sharing with you earlier before we hit the record button that I had this image in my mind as I was just preparing for this as, as you know, I'm in a restaurant and I'm sitting at a table and Jesus is actually the server who's coming and he's showing me what's on the menu. Mm. And so what's on my menu that he offers me is the readings for the day, some meditations, some reflections, maybe something from the office of readings. And he share he share like that's the food. And to your point, if we spend the entire time in our prayer time, or this is just my prayer time, this is just the way I pray, which might not resonate with anybody. But if I spent all of my prayer time um, going through the office of the readings, morning prayer, and then all the readings for the day, that's a significant amount of time of reading, albeit prayerful reading. Mm -hmm. And back to this image that I had, it's like I can see the Lord coming back saying to, to, my, to me after he's fed me, and he's asking me, and he's eagerly saying, how is that? How was that? Mm. What did you enjoy most? and what you just tasted. Mm. Would you like another serving of something in particular? Because I can bring more to you if you like. And when I'm praying and something catches me, I'll linger with that for a little bit. I might go to a commentary or I just might start journaling. So how do you know something's catching you? So push aside everything else other than just like reading the readings for the day. So you're reading the readings for the day and you say something catches you. What does that mean? So it's a line that stops me or it's mm. a word. So, mm. so, so, let me, so for, take, take for instance, the reading that we're breaking open today. Two lines hit me. The, the line that hit you is the same one that hit me. At that time, Samuel was not familiar with the Lord. So I might write that down in my journal. Ah, so you bring a journal to prayer. So I'm going to bring my journal to prayer, and I'm capturing that as I Not a I diary, pray. but a journal. A journal. Yeah. The second line that hit me in today's passage from Samuel was, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Mm -hmm. So even if I never finish reading, I'm now moving into what we call like meditation or um, almost like a Lexio Divina, and we can break that open too, right? I mean, where we just sit with... A word that stops us dead in our tracks, and so I can hear the Holy Spirit saying, "Don't, don't take in anything else right now." So I don't have to finish. You don't have to finish because I think sometimes what happens to me is like I have this agenda when I come to prayer. I've got an hour. Mm. I've got to get on my knees. I've got to quiet myself, and sometimes even just quieting ourselves, Father John, can take fifteen to twenty to thirty minutes just to close all those distractions, and I'm going. Oh, I've got 30 minutes left, yep. and I have to get all this reading in. And I would even say, too, back to the distraction, can I say something here about that? One of the things that helps me is to bring another pad of paper and, you know, and my pen. And if something catches my attention, which is usually something on my to-do list or on our agenda for the day, I write it down really quick so I can close the door to that distraction. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tackle that. After my holy hour, Lord, but I don't want to get stuck with that to-do on my to-do list. And so I write it down, and I turn that pad of paper over so I can turn my attention back to like that line or that word that hit me. 
and I linger with that, and I'm quiet, and I'm still. And to your point, like I, we know the Lord's voice over time as we waste time with him, and I let the Lord start to speak to me in that. And sometimes he's asking me a question, and sometimes I'm asking a question of him relative to, to that word or phrase that he prompted made. Does from that the make word of sense? God. Yeah, I yeah. love that. I want to go after something really quick that you just said too, with regards to having that other piece of paper or that other journal that you can write things down, notepad, whatever it might be. So, would you agree with this? Because I think this is really important. When we go to pray, don't bring a device. Because the device is a distraction. Or if you do, turn on the do not disturb. Because what happens if you have a if you have an iPad or a phone or whatever in front of you, you're going to get interrupted in one way or another, and it takes so long, like you just said, to get still interiorly that if something comes across, you know, a screen and interrupts me, I've lost stillness and I've lost silence. You know, it's almost like it's like you're having a conversation with somebody that across the table from you. And they're not looking at you. They're looking at a phone. And you know that. You want to say like, hey, I'm right here. Like, I'm talking to you. And the Lord doesn't chastise us, but the Lord's like that. He's, he's across the table from us. He's within us. And he's trying to communicate with us. And he knows how hard this is for us, especially living right now, because we have so many distractions. So really practical advice. I love to like just show up. I love the shut up too, because that's kind of how God talks to me. <laughs> um, I love the exhortation just to like have the scriptures for the day, whether that's the Magnificat or you can find the readings for the day in so many places, uh, and and to have a journal and just to read until the Lord almost puts His hand up and says, "That's enough." That's it, and you know that because. Almost like the same way you know it by putting food in your mouth, like, oh, that's that's enough. Like, I'm just going to savor this right now and keep the distractions away, keep the screens away, and then just, uh, if, if I can build on what you say said, just say to the Lord something like, Lord, it seems like you want to say something to me right now. Mm -hmm. So what do you want to say? And, and I'm thinking of, I forget which of the saints it is, it might be Columban, who uses the image of, you know, prayers like going to the fountain to drink. He says, you know, the goal isn't to consume the entire fountain. The goal is to know you have a place where you can continually come to get refreshed. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think when we pray, or when I pray, um, I can forget, oh, I'm going to be coming back all the time to you, Lord. And so I don't have to get everything right now. I just want to know, what do you want to say to me here and now as I am in front of you? Like, what's what's the word that you have for me? I love that, Father John. And I'm reminded that, the, you know, we were, you were talking about, you know, when you go into prayer, you ask the Holy Spirit, teach me how to pray. Hmm. The Holy Spirit's, so present within us, and, and the way I invite the Spirit is give me the ears to hear what you want me to hear, and the eyes to see mm. what you want me to see, and the heart to know what it is you're trying to speak to me. And I was, you were talking about, you know, like how we want to binge, like we have all this rich fare that we can go to prayer with. 
I was thinking back over the holidays, we had had a lot of friends over to the house. And sometimes we had so many appetizers that by the time we got to our main course, like no one was hungry anymore. Right. And I'm like, but I've just put bread and pasta on your plate and you're full already. Right. We can get satisfied on just the appetizer that is the name of Jesus. Um, if I can just, when you and I were talking earlier, I was sharing with you that um, I have this prayer that I pray every day. It's, it's the morning offering that my grandmother taught me years ago. And I think the Lord was trying to teach me a lesson because the prayer starts out, oh, Jesus, through the immaculate heart of Mary, and then it goes through there. I couldn't get past the two words, oh, Jesus. That was the rest of my holy hour. We're praying with those two words, oh, Jesus. I love that. And I closed everything up, and I just sat in the presence of the Lord contemplating the name of Jesus, the heart of Jesus. And the irony is, at his prompting, at the Spirit's prompting, that was one of the most fruitful holy hours I'd made in a long time, simply because I was obedient and I shut up. I love that because I think for us, oftentimes, at least for me, when I was a, I was gonna say when I was a newer Christian, but it's still a constant temptation for me. I have like a set of things I feel like I have to get through in my prayer. And that if I don't do them, it's almost it's almost silly to say this out loud. It's like, oh, I, I didn't I didn't finish the prayer, and so maybe those things that I'm asking for they won't happen or whatnot. But I'm always reminded of the the commentator who says, you know, like the Lord knows what I need before I ask him. So the the point of prayer can't be communicating information to God that he they doesn't already knows. know. Right. And so, but I think that's how a lot of us approach prayer. So I love what you just said. I think like that's the great final word is the Lord has the agenda for prayer. The simple thing we need to do and the best habit to get into is to daily show up and then just say, Lord, you know my agenda, but you already know everything. Right. You know all my petitions. <laughs> you know everything I want to ask for. You know all these people that I want to pray for. And there's nothing wrong with bringing them before the Lord. But what's your agenda for me today? And help me to continue to get familiar with your voice and to not just know about you, but to know you. So I know lots of people who are listening have really rich prayer lives. I also know as my experience as a priest, so many people struggle with prayer. And again, we can feel silly or I should know better to ask these questions. So I just love having a conversation and I especially love just hearing you as a wife and a mom and as a layperson talk about your habits because um, most people are are just those wives, moms, lay people, laymen, husbands, uh, you know, fathers, and it'll speak to them in a way that um, that those of us in collars or religious veils sometimes can't. So, you know, Father John, I'm just thinking, just maybe one closing thought. I think it pleases the Lord when our prayers is really simple, and when we're just really honest. Um, there's no safer place to go to than the Lord. So, keeping it simple and honest. <laughs> I think is maybe another piece of advice. Amen. I love that. So I pray 
right now that a lot of us who are listening are like Samuel. We are not yet familiar personally with the Lord. We've heard about him, but we don't know him. And wouldn't it be amazing to get to the end of 2024 and be able to say, I am now familiar with the Lord. I have acquired this habit and I listen to him. I don't just talk to him. And I know him now in a way that I didn't know him back in January. I'm hoping I can say that, that I know the Lord in a deeper way a year from now than I know him now. God is the one who desires this for some extraordinary reason. God wants friendship with us, not because he's lonely. He's not like biding the time down to the national championship game tonight, although I think he has an interest in it. But Despite all that, God loves our company. He loves to waste time with us. He loves to talk to us. He loves to hear from us. May the year ahead be one that's rich with ever greater intimacy with the one who is the Lord and lover of our souls. And because all these things that we're talking about are true, do not be afraid. God is with you, and you were born for this. (laughs) 